0: All right, news roundup, information overload. Hour, Sean Hannity show eight hundred nine four one. Sean, you want to be a part of the program? So for two straight months, Republicans they're united. They're going to stand firm. They're not going to raise the debt limit. They're not part of the process of putting a budget together. Democrats threatening the reconciliation process, which is how they're going to end up passing whatever number it finally turns into, whether it's two trillion or three point five trillion or whatever it is. And at the last hour. There he is, the Senate leader for the Republicans, Mitch McConnell, just caves. And then he's able to get, you know, 10 other Republicans to cave with him. Richard Shelby's retiring. He doesn't care. Lisa Murkowski, no surprise there. Susan Collins, no surprise there. Roy Blunt, he's out. He doesn't care. Rob Portman, he doesn't care. John Thune, who knows what he's doing in the future. You know, but uh, my one surprise was South Dakota Senator Mike Rounds. That surprised me. Texas Senator John Cornyn. he thinks he wants to be the next mid, mid, you know leader in the Senate for Republicans. forget it. Uh, West Virginia Senator uh, uh, also part of this group, Wyoming Senator John Barrasso. One surprise that wasn't on the list was Mitt Romney. anyway, so Chuck Schumer does exactly what I what Chuck Schumer always does. He gets the Republicans to cave. Republicans do him a favor, throw him a lifeline, bail him out, something they never should have done, something they told us for two months they wouldn't do. And this is how Schumer repays his Republican colleagues.
1: Leader McConnell and Senate Republicans insisted they wanted a solution to the debt ceiling, but said Democrats must raise it alone by going through a drawn-out, convoluted, and risky reconciliation process. That was simply unacceptable to my caucus. And yesterday, Senate Republicans finally realized that their obstruction was not going to work. I thank, very much thank, my Democratic colleagues for our showing our unity in solving this Republican manufactured crisis. Despite immense opposition from Leader McConnell and members of his conference, our caucus held together and we pulled our country back from the cliff's edge that Republicans tried to push us over. This is a temporary but necessary and important fix. I appreciate that at the end of the day, we were able to raise the debt limit without a convoluted and unnecessary reconciliation process that until today, the Republican leader claimed was the only way to address the debt limit.
0: Well, the Republicans have been shut out of any and all negotiations. why, Why should they raise the debt limit knowing what Schumer has planned? which is his $3.5 trillion New Green Deal Socialism. Now, it's gone viral. Joe Manchin was behind Chuck Schumer, and it was picked up by C-SPAN. Uh, he literally put his, his hands in his face and, like, what the hell is wrong with you? And then he went out and he spoke to the media, and here's what he said. I
2: didn't think it was appropriate this time. We got to talk about that, but... He, was, he, he fell charged up, and he and I had good conversations. Why was not it appropriate? I just think that basically what we gotta do is find a pathway to Make sure that we de-weaponize. Mm-hmm. We have to de-weaponize. You can't be playing politics. None of us can, on both sides, okay? And both sides have been, been very guilty of this, and the frustration was built up. And I'm sure Chuck's frustration was built, but that was not a way to take it out. And we just we, disagree. We, I, I've done a different one. We heard from a couple of Republicans who
3: said that that was a, complete, a counterproductive speech.
2: And so are you worried well, about- Well, both sides. I'm just saying. It's just the civility is gone, okay? And I'm not gonna be part of getting rid of it. I'm gonna try to bring it back. And I speak out can when I see someone out. do something I don't like. And I think that if we can get everybody together and calm down a little bit, get everybody together and uh, understand that it's best for both sides. You can fight about a lot of things, mm-hmm. but you don't throw this out. This is the most serious thing we can do, and we're not going to do it anymore. And I said, remember I told you before, this was we were not going to default, and we did not default, and we will not default and go through this again. We'll work it out. Reconciliation, should your party go through reconciliation to do this well, next thats I have a difference. I think that reconciliation would not have hurt us, but I understand that there's a lot of people that don't want to, and... There's, difference. There's a difference of opinion on that. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is, we shouldn't have to go through reconciliation. We should both agree that, that this is too serious for any of us to get in trouble with mm-hmm. and to play with.
0: So the Senate, with the help of the Republicans, raised the federal debt limit uh, to $28.4 trillion. And the Republicans cave here with all things, The hitchhiker's guide to all things, the Washington swamp and sewer. Fox News congressional correspondent knows more about the process than anybody I know. Uh, Chad Program is with us. Uh, Chad, uh, well, Mitch caved and Elizabeth Warren and Chuck Schumer beat, you know, mocked him and ridiculed him. Joe Manchin wasn't happy about it. Now, I guess we have what till December 3rd when we face the next Republican likely cave moment.
4: Well, one wonders if Republicans would be willing to help this. And that's going to be an issue, considering the fact that uh, Democrats, and in particular Chuck Schumer, spiked the football. You know, even before this came to a vote, uh, when there was talk of an agreement, a tentative agreement, the details hadn't been ironed out yet, this is on Wednesday. You know, I talked to several Democrats and asked them, you know, their language was pretty stark, were they spiking the football, essentially? Now, you know, Republicans will say, well, we didn't actually vote to raise the debt ceiling. There were two votes here. The first vote was to get over the filibuster, and most Republicans filibustered that, And then, you, but you needed at least 10 Republicans, and they got 11, as you said, to get the 60 vote.
1: So this
0: is a technicality on the, on the cloture vote.
4: Right, exactly. exactly. But, but uh, you know, it was all Democrats on the actual vote to raise the debt ceiling. But how this, this is going to look in December is going to be a problem. Now, Mitch McConnell... One thing he might have been doing is saying, look, I want to have two votes on the debt ceiling, one before, because we've ramped up this whole idea here that they're going to do all this spending and they will probably pass that big social spending bill, $2 trillion, $2.5 trillion whatever the, the final number is, between now and December 3rd, and then turn it back around on them come December and say, look, you know, you passed this, all this stuff, we're not going to help you again. So maybe that is the game he's playing. You know, he has been pretty reticent since Tuesday as to what his strategy was. There was one theory, and I will underscore this, that this was just a theory, that Mitch McConnell was very concerned that the Democrats were going to alter the precedent for the filibuster. That they had all 50 Democrats together. But let
0: me interject, if I may, Chad. Joe Manchin said yesterday that he would not use the nuclear option. So that was not even a viable argument as of yesterday.
4: That's right. And, and, And when I saw some of the reporting... Out and about on this, I said that doesn't add up at all. You've heard me say this a million times. It's always about the math. It's the math. It's the math. And we knew that Mansion wasn't for it. We 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 went back and confirmed with him yesterday, and I reported on Fox News this that you know he said that was never going to happen. So that was some spin that was out there to try to give some protective air cover for mitch mcconnell and this is why people like lindsey graham were so exercised about this yesterday he said you know we capitulated we caved on the republican
0: side as of tuesday and correct me if i'm wrong this week republicans have been saying for about two months correct me if my time frame is off uh... that they would not do this that they were united and they would not do it that the that the democrats that we know their plan is to spend enormous um, amounts of money trillions of dollars on the new green deal socialism to do it you have to raise the debt ceiling the democrats have the ability through reconciliation to raise the debt ceiling in other words republicans could make them own every aspect of this considering they're not part of the process to put a budget together anyway um and yet after tuesday what happened why did mitch blink Well, the
4: only thing we could figure, and I challenged Mitch McConnell on this very point on Tuesday afternoon. I said, have you heard from investment bankers in New York? Have you seen things in the stock market or hearing from, uh, you know, the Wall Street type saying, look, you have to do this, you have to do this. And he sidestepped the question. And you and I talked about this a little bit on Wednesday. Uh, That's the only thing that we really know. Now, again, as I say, Mitch McConnell sometimes plays the long game. He might be saying, okay, politically, we can get to this December 3rd thing here, even though, uh, you know, the, or the Republicans are, are going to have to, or the, excuse me, the Democrats are going to, you know, vote to approve all this extra money, and we're not going to help them, and then we can, you know, go at them twice over the debt ceiling. But that's why, you know, I start to wonder, will they really do that at all, uh, you know, at that stage? But here's something that nobody's really talked about, Sean. Maybe what the Democrats have to do, because they did not do do reconciliation this time for the debt ceiling, they're going to have to pass their big social spending bill sometime between now and then. And maybe that, in fact, is where they include a debt ceiling increase. And they do use reconciliation, because when you talk to Democrats on Wednesday and Thursday, they were adamant that they were never going to touch reconciliation, even though that is what McConnell was imploring uh, them to do.
0: I mean, it's pretty amazing the way this all unfolds. I mean, quick break. We'll come back more with Chad Pergram, uh, all things the swamp, the sewer, Washington, D.C., and all that went on last night with the cave of McConnell and Senate Republicans. Um, listen, Samantha from Arcadia, like our own Linda, she raves about the remarkable results of Chamonix and Genucel and their plant stem cell therapy. Uh, She says she's used it all over her face, under her eyes. It's cleared up flakiness, even reduced forehead lines. And someone even asked if I had, quote, work done. Nope, just GenuCell by Chamonix. They have sold over a million products to men and women, just like you, all across this great country. Everybody falls in love with the results. Linda, you've been swearing about Chamonix now for years on this program.
4: I really have. And I tell you, I use everything they have. I use their microdermabrasion. I use the GenuCell. I use all the lotions, the serums. And that's the thing. You stay with it. You use it every day. Their products are made here in America. They've got an awesome company. They kept everybody employed during COVID. And this goes for men and women. Everybody can use it.
0: And best of all, results in 12 hours guaranteed are your money back. Right now, you'll get 50% off their most popular packages when you go to com. See the difference yourself. And when you go to GenuCell.com, just put in the promo code Sean30 at checkout, S-E-A-N 30 at checkout, and you get an extra 30 bucks off on top of that and free priority shipping. To look your best, GenuCell.com, GenuCell.com from Chamonix.
1: He's no-show Joe. No kidding. Have a problem? Stayed in trouble? No power? No water? No heat? No Joe? (laughs) Yep. He's too busy taking a nap. It's a sad state of affairs.
5: Sean Hannity.
0: Right, eight hundred nine four one 800-941-SHAWN is our number. Final moments with Chad Pergram, he's Fox News' congressional correspondent, explaining all the happenings of last night with the Republican cave. I think this is where the shock came in for people that are conservative in the country, because Republicans claim, and this is the my biggest complaint with the Republican Party, I've expressed it over the years many, many times, is that, you know, they say we're going to repeal and replace, repeal and replace. How many show votes did we have in the House, for example, between 2009 yeah. and 2017? what I, I I think the number's over sixty, Chad, unless I'm mistaken. Yep yeah.
4: yeah, absolutely. okay.
0: yep. Yeah. and then and then the moment comes and Republicans have the ability, they have the, both chambers. they have the presidency, and they didn't have a plan, and then' they're, they're struggling to get one together at the last minute, and it turns out to be, you know that failed. Uh, John McCain, of course, famously walking on the Senate floor and voting no because of his, you know, at, at the time the interpretation was his hatred of Donald Trump.
4: Well, and this was the overpromise that we heard from the Republicans for years on that particular issue that they said repeal and replace. It was great, helped them in the 2010 midterms, gets people to the polls, get people fired up, but they were never able to chip away at Obamacare. And this, and, and this is the interesting thing here: if Democrats do pass this bill regardless of the merits or demerits to that bill, it will be very, very hard to unwind parts of this big social spending plan, whether you agree or disagree with the health care components or the environmental components or the education components. There's a lot in there, and Democrats know that because, look, Obamacare is still, for the most part, the law of the land. It won at the Supreme Court twice. Republicans could never get things together, and that's why this debate is so critical, regardless of which side of the aisle you are on, because Republicans know that based on the Obamacare experience, they could never unwind it, and if the Democrats pass this, that's it will be you know foundational in terms of the change for the country. And Democrats know it, and they see the opportunity to do it, and that's why they're going to try to pass
0: this thing. And this bill that they're going to pass, this new Green Deal socialist bill, will will double down on Obamacare and and even add more benefits. Meanwhile, Social Security is headed towards insolvency, as is Medicare. Uh, Nobody seems to really be focused at all. You know, I know Democrats, they had the the talking point, you know, about the debt ceiling, the debt ceiling. Well, it's also about the debt, the debt, the debt. And uh, I don't see a scenario under which America is magically going to be able to repay this this debt they're taking on for our kids and grandkids. But, uh, Chad, an interesting week. I guess we'll be back at this, what, December 3rd?
4: Well, the first thing that has to happen is the House of Representatives has been recalled for Tuesday, probably late Tuesday night, they will vote on the bill to sync up with the, the Senate, so what the Senate did last night, and then this will go to the President's desk. And then, as you say, uh, you know, December 3rd is the deadline, also the deadline for a government shutdown, and somewhere in between there, they will try to pass the infrastructure bill and the big social spending plan.
0: You know what I hear in this? I hear this is just like 2009, that our our Christmas vacation is going to be ruined. That's what I'm hearing.
4: <laughs> well, I always say, uh, unfortunately, Christmas is the worst time of the year on Capitol Hill. You know, the Andy Williams song, the most wonderful time of the year. And I said this for years. it's always terrible up there. This past year, we were there the day after Christmas. We were there on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Um, you know, two years ago, the impeachment uh, hearings, and then also the impeachment vote in the first impeachment trial in December. December is always a raucous time on Capitol Hill. Yeah, and and, so and don't really forget, don't forget
0: two thousand and waiting for the Supreme Court decision, uh, Bush yeah. v. Gore. Right.
4: Yep, absolutely. And passing and passing the first iteration of Obamacare in the Senate on
0: Christmas Eve day. Christmas Eve, correct. In two thousand nine. That's right. Yeah, and remember, Scott Brown was supposed to be the final vote against it. And they held him back, uh, well, the swearing like, in. Of, that came of, later in
4: 2010. That came later in 2010. But, this, but the yeah. first version, yeah, they had to, the House passed the first version of Obamacare, November of '09, and then the Senate in, in uh, December of '09.
0: So it really is an appropriate title, isn't it? That this is a swamp, this is a sewer. <laughs> this, you know, this makes no sense in the real world to people that work and and on uh, and make the country great because nobody works like this except for. Washington D.C. and that's your job, Chad. You have to live in the sewer. We pay you to be a sewer worker, um, a swamp, a swamp worker. You're in there with the alligators every day, uh, but we appreciate the information. It's important to this audience. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, eight right Sean is our number. You want to be a part of the program? It just doesn't get any worse than this. All right, we'll get to your calls uh coming up next here on this Friday. 941 Sean is our number quick break right back all right 25 now to the top of the hour 800 941 sean is the number we'll get to your calls so we put together a montage of joe biden's promises made and promises broken covid shutdowns you know restore uh, america's standing in the world helping the middle class with everything that's unfolding nothing has been successful listen
5: i'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm not gonna shut down the country. I'm gonna shut down the virus.
1: There comes a time when you do have to give up what you consider your individual right of making your own decision for the greater good of society. There's no doubt that that's the case.
5: We have lost our standing in the region. We have lost the support of our allies. The next president has to be able to pull those folks back together Re-establish our alliances. Foreign policy is domestic policy, in my view, and domestic policy is foreign policy. They're deeply connected. A deeply connected set of choices we make about how to advance the American way of life and our vision for the future.
3: How does the Biden administration miscalculate this intelligence so gravely?
5: This is a fiasco.
4: This is uh, you yeah. know. A big part of life is execution or implementation, and this is just malpractice. This has just been a a fiasco by any and every measure. This
2: is not just about the overall idea of leaving Afghanistan. This is about leaving hastily and ineptly. Secretary Blinken, how did President Biden get this so wrong? But Joe
5: Biden is going to be the face of the failure of the withdrawal.
4: Friends and foes alike are calling this withdrawal a fiasco.
5: The French government accusing the U.S. of stabbing it in the back. The New York Times reports the French embassy's already canceled a gala scheduled for tomorrow night. It was supposed to celebrate the great relations France has with the United States if you're a middle-class family you're getting hurt badly right now you're sitting at the kitchen table this morning deciding well we can't get new tires they're bald because we have to wait another month or so or are we going to be able to pay the mortgage or who's going to tell her she can't go back to to community college they're the decisions you're making in the middle-class families like i grew up in scranton and claymont they're in trouble
0: you know there's been double-digit Price increases in terms of percentages on everything from uh, bacon and televisions uh, to jewelry. We haven't seen inflation
2: this hot since January of 1991. Kate, I think if you put all this together, it means that
0: for this holiday shopping season, Americans should expect uh, slower service, higher prices and fewer options. That's Joe Biden. Now, we didn't get the time to get to this yesterday, but Biden, you know, gives another speech. It's just a disaster. Every time this guy opens his mouth, no wonder why they won't let this guy take a question. Because as soon as he takes a question, he can't handle it. You know, we had Donald Trump on TV last night, 40, what, minutes straight talking coherently with great specificity and great detail on every topic I threw at him last night. And it's refreshing to hear from somebody that is not weak, frail and a cognitive mess. Listen to Joe from yesterday.
5: Also we've got state leadership, Lieutenant Governor Julius here, Stan Stratton, and the Ohio, Pennsylvania the Ohio, Pennsylvania, I'm from Pennsylvania. The uh, the uh, the Illinois president uh, of the uh, Don Harmon. We got great labor leaders here too. Tim where's Tim? There you go, Tim, thank you. And Robert Reiter Reader Reader or rereader Chicago Federational Labor. And folks, uh That's how we beat COVID-19. You know, if I can digress for just a second. Last night I was on the television. On television, I was on the telephone with uh, a person at an emergency hospital ward.
0: Great speech, Joe. By the way, how would you like to be in a crowded emergency room, patiently waiting your turn? Uh, You're in excruciating pain, and someone else arrives at the ER um, hours after you did. And suddenly it gets to cut the line and gets taken care of, forcing you to wait even longer as your pain gets worse, because that's when Biden's friend's girlfriend was in the hospital Wednesday. The president called the attending nurse in the waiting room to ask what the situation was last night. I was on the telephone with a person at an emergency hospital ward in Pennsylvania because a good friend had called and he had rushed his significant other to the emergency room because this woman was having trouble breathing a f- high fever, could not catch her breath, and they got it, They got her into the hospital. But the waiting room was so crowded, things were so backed up, they couldn't even get, get her to be seen initially. And after confirming he was on the telephone with the receiving nurse, Biden checked in on the busy situation. And to make a long story short, it took a while because of all the, well, not all, the vast majority of emergency rooms and docks we're occupied taking care of COVID patients. By the way, 2021 now, we have now had more COVID deaths than 2020. Labor Day to Labor Day, a 300% increase in COVID. And uh, how's Joe's plans working out? Because that's all he did is hammer Donald Trump in 2020. We have more deaths in 2021 under his leadership. We have hosp- We have COVID cases up 300% Labor Day to Labor Day. I mean that's uh, and he was handed three vaccines and and monoclonal antibodies which he would never mentioned until two and a half weeks ago. Anyway, eight hundred nine four one Sean our number. You want to be a part of the program? Aaron is in Mississippi. What's up, Aaron? How are you? Hey, Sean. I have friends in Jackson, Mississippi. How do you like Jackson?
3: Uh, I don't really go out there much. Um, I wanted to say, by the way, the uh, MVP of the show is honestly Katie on the phone. She is a sweetheart and is really patient and helped me a lot. Why are you sucking
0: Um, up to my call screener and flirting with my (laughs) call screener? Because that's what you're doing.
3: No, no, no. Um, Well, what I wanted to say, though, Sean, is that you notice how he wants to change
0: topics immediately. Katie, see that? I don't don't trust anybody. I'm like, you know, (laughs) you should see how brutal I am. Well to my kids, to my family's boyfriends and girlfriends. I am brutal. But anyway, go ahead.
3: Look, Sean, I'm trying to respect the production here. and You know, I didn't want to bring up all
0: this. Well, it sounds to me anyway, like you really like Katie, but go ahead. She's cool. You got a good one. But, um, she's so very I cool. Is, I agree. Uh,
3: yes, sir. Uh, so I uh, I voted for Bernie Sanders in 2016. I I supported all of these, all of these policies when I was younger, and I look back now. I mean, this was about two years ago. My eyes were just blown open by all the information if you just go and look into it and i realized i've been deceived there is so many people like me that are woken up to this nightmare that we've realized that this is not our own elected officials creating the things that are happening in this country right now that there's like the coup has already has already been done it's already been completed we are now just you know we've already gone off the cliff and now we're in the bus flying off the cliff just trying to grab uh, the silverware and the, you know, the money on the way out, even though it's all, it just seems so chaotic. And I work at a Walgreens in, Missis- uh, in Mississippi and I uh, don't want to say too much, but I, I have a coworker that has, is having some side effects with this vaccine and everything. And I'm probably going to lose my job just, just because I keep pushing it against uh, everyone. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's going on and they don't want to talk about it. And it's, get to the point where I'm just warning customers now not to get it because we don't know what's in it. I'm calling the governor. I'm trying to get people to do some type of investigation into the content of this vaccine because it is not what they say it is. The government doesn't never gives us anything for free. Where's my free insulin shot? Where's my free hepatitis C shot? Where's anything else that could have helped us? No, this one's free. This one will help you. It doesn't even work. People really need to start asking questions, Sean. Thank you for your time. I just wanted well, to. Well,
0: I can tell you people you. are asking questions. And, you know, if a lot of the vaccine hesitancy that I see out there and, and I've, I've, I've said ad nauseum what I believe people should do. Take it seriously. Research on your own so you can ask informed questions of your doctor. Know your medical history, your current medical condition. Talk to your doctor. Uh, you know, if you get a positive, positive, a positive COVID test, you know, immediately ask your doctor about what therapeutics are available. What are monoclonal antibodies? Should I get the infusion? Um, you know, you got to educate yourself. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to play one on radio or TV. Um, and I also believe, at the end of the day, in in freedom, I have very strong people, strong feelings that people you need to take this sucker seriously. I have seen really bad things as a result of this virus. I don't want any of you in this audience ever getting sick. I want you to be smart. I want you to be informed. I want you to be thorough. I want you to talk to doctor doctors every medical professional you trust. And at some point the decision is going to come down to you. And you got to make that decision factoring in your health, your medical history, Your family, every the way you work, what you do—it's. I cannot tell people there's no one size fits all medicine in my life. I don't believe that really is scientific. Um, but I, but I urge people to be very careful with this thing. It's over seven hundred thousand people dead, and I know many other people that survived it, but barely. I have a very close friend whose mother was on a ventilator for 40 days, and and I literally was calling every single day myself to get updates, and and I actually uh, brought in to help the situation a ventilator expert because ve- the ventilators are one of the most complicated pieces of machinery I've ever that that's ever been described to me. And again, I'm not an expert, but I went through you know 40 days of hell. And and thank God this person's mother, friend of mine, is okay. And and, you know, it took it took all hands on deck to save this woman's life. So please be careful. Please pay attention Um, and and learn, research, ask smart questions of those of your doctors when you talk to them. Uh, Shane is in Florida. Shane, you're on the Sean Hannity show. Happy Friday. Glad you're with us.
6: Oh, good to be with you, sir. Uh, just wanted to quick, real, real quick, give you a shout out to you and your folks at Fox for 25 years. That's pretty awesome.
0: Well, I appreciate
6: so, it. Yeah, you guys are doing a great job. That's the only news channel that we allow in our house. So, <laughs> so I grew up in Santa Cruz, California. Doesn't really get any more crazy left wing than that. I don't know if you've ever been, but I highly yes, recommend I have. you never go.
0: Hey, I <laughs> I mean, it's pretty a, crazy. It's a beautiful Listen, place. New York City is pretty place. comparable, so I understand it better than you think.
6: Well, this is where I've, I've got you there, too. So, got to about 16, 17 years old, my father decided to relocate to upstate New York. So, being a, a youth, I had to go with him. So, we just traded one hellhole for another, <laughs> basically. Um, I didn't really start paying attention to the world I live in and politics until... PDT came in. That's what I call him. President Donald Trump. PDT. Mm-hmm. Um, really opened my eyes. It's the amazing thing when, when someone who isn't a politician and they get their hands on the country and they run it the way it should be. So being that I know how California runs things, New York always follows suit. It used to take years for them to catch up to what California was doing, but with how fast the world moves, it's months, if not weeks now. So I kept my eye on California at the beginning of the pandemic, and when I saw what they were doing... I knew that it was coming for New York next. So I got ahead of it. I packed up, and I moved to Florida. Took my uh, my girlfriend at the time, fiancé now. We have a beautiful daughter.
0: Congratulations.
6: Ever since, we got to, ever since we got to Florida, life is a completely 180 for the better. Complete difference. Freedom. You can taste the freedom. Listen, get I, the
0: I get off a plane when I'm visiting Florida. I'm like, I just can't believe life is so much better. And if I go in the wintertime, you get off the plane, and it's like, oh, I can breathe. Oh, it's, it's like this this sense of relief that's that's almost indescribable.
6: It's really overwhelming sometimes. And even being here for a little over a year now, my, my, my fiance and I will, will look at each other and be like, I can't believe we're here. I cannot believe how much better life is. Now, one thing that we are experiencing, just like everyone else, is the supply chain thing. Um, I don't I have enough time
0: any- to get into this, but I want to emphasize something you're saying here. Because I'm not far behind you. It's just for me, It's I have contractual issues that I have to deal with. But um, I applaud your strength to make a decision and to hear that it's worked out so well for you. I'm happy for you. You know what? Happiness eludes a lot of people in life, and I don't want anybody to be unhappy. I think happiness is rooted in, in God, faith, family, country. And these are troubling times for our country But you have more control over your faith and more control over your family as you are showing us here with this decision. And God bless you for making it. And I hope we can catch up on more issues in the future. Okay, my friend,
6: I would love to call you if it's all right.
0: All right, Shane. Yes, any day. We'd love to have you call back. All right. That's going to wrap things up for today. I know a disappointing week. Republicans united for two months. McConnell caves. And now we have a new deadline. December 3rd, that'll probably be the next cave date of McConnell, probably December 1st, if it's if it fits the pattern that just happened. Anyway, we will not forget our trapped Americans in Afghanistan behind enemy lines. By Monday, it will be day 58. Joe Biden never talks about it. He'll be out all weekend in Delaware. Anyway, we'll have the latest on that, the latest on the economy latest on weak Republicans and all the information you'll never get from the media mob. Anyway, have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday. We'll see you then. Enjoy your time off.